Welcome to Britcham Cambodia and the UK Department for International Trade's podcast series, Doing Business in Cambodia. Hello, everybody. My name is Jane Wilding. I'm the Executive Director of Britcham Cambodia, and I'll be the host for today's podcast. I'm delighted to welcome our guest speaker, one of our active members of Britcham Cambodia, Mr. Kevin Britton, who is Managing Director of Top Recruitment Cambodia. Thank you for joining us again, Kevin, for today's podcast. Thank you, Jane. And today's session is going to be recruiting for startups in Cambodia. And by startups, we mean a bit broader. We mean startups, inbound investors, businesses looking at setting up satellite branch offices or subsidiary offices in Cambodia. All of the recruitment issues are relatively similar for each of those. And recruitment is a very crucial part of any business strategy, um, particularly for startups, getting the right people at the right time for your business. And I'm very excited to be able to talk a bit more in depth about this and give our listeners an idea of how recruiting works here in Cambodia and what staff development strategies they can use to, to aid in that recruitment and development. So Kevin, before we go into the topic for today, recruitment for startups and inbound investors, perhaps you could tell our listeners a little bit more about top recruitment as an agency and also some of the background to how you ended up in Cambodia and what your experiences have been in recruitment. Sure. Thank you, Jane. Um, yes, of course, I was an inbound <laughs> startup once myself. Um, I actually uh, moved over here from Brunei with an electronic fire and security company, um, which I stayed working for for my first year here. And then in 2006, end of 2006, um, I registered a company. It wasn't a, registered as a recruitment agency. I opened a serviced office and business services company. And uh, that actually was filled up with investors and startups who immediately asked my staff, my support staff who I'd hired, who were basically admin and office management type of staff, asked those team to start finding them uh, drivers and accountants and office managers. Um, so we started actually recruiting for the people in our serviced office. Uh, that was back in 2006. By 2009, um, I'd hired more staff to recruit and the serviced office business was turning into a bit of a headache. So what happened basically is I got out of the serviced office, took my team to another unit, and we just turned into Top Recruitment Cambodia. Um, and we took it from there. So I guess I'm not very typical because I didn't have a business plan when I came in. What happened was we evolved and filled gaps in the market. Um, and so since 2009, we've been carrying out recruitment, mostly for, we would say, uh, junior managerial posts and up. So we don't really work on jobs with salaries under 500. We don't do much work in the 500 to $1,000 salary per month range. Um, most of what we do is a $1,000 salary um, up to two and a half thousand, which is what we'd say a manager, junior or middle manager is on. And above two and a half thousand dollars a month is probably where you're talking about managerial level talent working at. So that's the focus of the company. And 
we've grown and we've shrunk. Obviously, we've had high turnover. A recruitment agency has high turnover. So we've done quite a bit of training and development ourselves. Um, many of our recruiters go to the other side. They've done agency with us. They go to in-house talent acquisition, which is a perfectly normal career step. And so over the years, we've, uh, we've had that happen quite regularly. Um, right now, I think I've got a team of about eight or nine, all recruiting every day. Um, a mixture of foreigner and Cambodian, mostly Cambodians. Um, and the team ethos is that they work together. It's always been working together to support each other and, and help each other. And that's kind of unusual for a recruitment agency. In the West, I think a lot of recruitment agencies make the staff compete against each other. And uh, my experience of the culture here is that that's a bad idea. Get them to work together, they're all more successful and they all enjoy each other's success. Um, so that's the principle that uh, we've been using since, well, for the past 15 years. <laughs> um a few of the newer companies in Cambodia experience some problems with staff recruitment. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I hear quite often from uh, people opening companies here that they're struggling to recruit staff. Um, and when, when you talk to them about what they're doing, very often you find that they're really focused on salaries and market rates. They've done research and they are sticking to their research. Um, there's a lot more to it than simply thinking about salary rates. Um, I think very often inbound companies underestimate uh, the sophistication of uh, Cambodian candidates and they really don't get this key requirement that Cambodian professionals have, which is related to job security. Um, and obviously in a startup, the job security issue is, is uh, something that's on candidates' mind. Um, they're basic, candidates are basically asking the question, is this going to be a secure job in a successful company? So the inbound management have to uh, reassure the candidates of that, and that's quite a difficult task. The other issue is, is this company going to have a positive culture? If you're not here yet, it's impossible for people in the market to know uh, what your company culture is, because culture is actions, not words. So company culture is something that the candidates are having problems finding out about. Yes, and with a startup, there's a reference point. They've got no friends, acquaintances, family that are already working for these businesses. Exactly, exactly. So that's the real problem that startup and uh, inbound investors are facing. And how best do you think those companies could reassure candidates that are looking for employment? That's a difficult one. Like I say, it's to do with actions. Um, so you might have excellent policies, but they haven't seen them in, in action yet. Um, I guess when it comes down to it, it's something which you're going to have to quickly build your reputation. Um, and this is what an inbound startup has to do. Uh, they have to develop a, a reputation as a good employer and being honest and straightforward with the staff. Um, and that reputation has to get into the market quite quickly. I guess it's a, a, an employer branding issue. 
I guess working with uh, an established recruitment company like yourselves, like Top Recruitment, will help some way to give confidence to the candidates that at least there's an additional screening. Sure. We, by working with an inbound company, um, we've already done the research on who they are, what they're planning. Um, we've talked to them a lot about their hiring plans. So in a way, yeah, working with an, uh, an agency like mine um, validates the jobs. And can we move on to some of the development strategies that companies might have? So looking at um, post-recruitment, so they've, they've, they've recruited the staff that they need here for their operation. What kind of development is needed? What kind of strategies are successful? Well, every company is building their reputation by having staff training, having staff development. So this is important for that side of it. Uh, of course, there's hard skills training, you know, um, training on technical, training on company products. Um, company Companies have usually opened somewhere else, so they have all that in place. You know, they already have the, the development to bring the Cambodian team up to the level of teams in other countries. Um, but then there's also soft skills, uh, team building activities, leadership activities, um, those kind of things going on inside the company are also building your reputation as a good employer. And some of those strategies and um, development plans have been based on other markets. Is there anything that companies need to look at that's different for the Cambodian market? Um, I suppose the way that teams work here is quite different. And I think the way that Cambodian teams happily and eagerly work together, um, building on that, actually is quite easy. Uh, they're natural team players, most Cambodians, in my experience. So inbound companies immediately have a, uh, a quite an easy task of, of building their culture of the team. And if we move on to training initiatives, specifically training, what kind of initiatives would you like to see companies arrive with when they look at Cambodia as a startup destination? Um, well, all companies have to come in with their own training policy procedures. Um, but if you're talking about training initiatives in Cambodia, that's quite a different question. Um, if you mean technical and vocational training, like everybody, I want to see more Cambodians uh, being prepared for the job market, um, being prepared with basic engineering or basic IT skills. Um, and I see more of that. Um, the, the other things to do with the education um, I think most employers are looking for people who are going beyond rote learning and memorization education. They are looking for uh, staff who have skills, for example, problem solving, using knowledge, analyzing situations and solving problems. Those soft skills um, need to be developed in the education system in the country, I think. Yeah, and at the moment, that gap is really being filled with um, employers. Yeah. You know, so, so whilst those problem-solving skills would be something in a more Western education system, some of the local, like the, the regional education programs don't necessarily include those things. Yeah, I'm seeing more of it. But uh, yeah, we, the, the more we get, the better things will, uh, the faster things will improve, certainly from the employer's perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And, and although we might not have a more formal critical thinking and um, analysis 
in our education system. What I certainly find working in Cambodia is problem solving, technical problem solving, is actually something that comes quite naturally um, to Cambodians. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Very adaptable. Yeah. Um, adaptable and very flexible. Yeah, I that my experience has been, yeah, that I'm always pleasantly surprised by the way they go about solving problems. Um, and my experience is also that if you empower them and and support them, that they'll solve the problem, <laughs> come back with a solution. <laughs> with a smile on the face. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think that that is something that we really want to bring out to some of our UK-based businesses that are looking potentially at Cambodia for startup or satellite or branch offices. It might be a surprise to them to hear that the, the level of English is particularly good, certainly regionally, and the that kind of happy demeanor and drive to solve issues yeah. isn't, isn't, isn't culturally very natural behavior. Yep, it's already in place and it's natural and it happens in front of your eyes. It's quite, it's quite enjoyable to see, actually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favorite things about working here. And if we move on from the recruitment process, so you've got the right candidates for your business, a good cultural fit, what about staff retention? That's always a question um, for a new employer. Um, yeah, a lot of people think that a recruitment agency likes to work with companies with high staff turnover. Um, in reality, the opposite is true. Um, who would like to work for a company with high staff turnover? Really nobody. So it's a sign that something's wrong. It's a, and it's usually a management issue. It's usually a company culture issue. And there's a problem in there. A recruitment agency doesn't want to work with a company <laughs> like that. We want to recruit for companies that, um, that have strong, positive company culture and are developing and training their staff. They're the companies that we want to put our candidates in. We don't want to replace people because they turn over fast. Um, and we don't want to have a reputation for sending our candidates to lousy companies. Um, we want to have a reputation for sending our candidates to good companies. So we're always looking for good companies to work with, with solid retention, with good, good solid retention. And those companies are generally the companies that have positive company culture, modern management styles. Um, they're companies which retain their staff because they develop them empower them and they train them and uh, they're the better companies, let's face it. So delving a little more into the recruitment process, once a company, a startup or a satellite office has, has had conversations with you and you've presented them with a chosen selection of CVs, what would be your advice on that screening and interview process? Right, well... Over the years, I've obviously looked at thousands of Cambodian CVs and uh, many inbound companies would say that the CVs look very similar um, and they don't really know where to focus. Um, we, we would say that here, um, a, a first degree from a, a reputable university is a good starting point. So you probably are talking to graduates uh, from most positions. Um, the university system is like, is like a completion of general education in a way. Um, 
you might look for experience with international companies on the CV um, or the experience that uh, people have had with local companies. Um, many people here work and study at the same time. So they're, for example, working as a junior in a, in a bank. They start as an intern, they get a junior position, um, and then they're taking their first degree in evening schools. That's perfectly, perfectly normal. So sometimes the CV isn't very clear that this has been going on over the same few years, um, but expect to see that. Um, a thing that we don't do very much of is testing. Um, a lot of companies submit all the CV, or, sorry, all the candidates into uh, psychometric tests, online, you know, uh, skills tests, um, and they find the results are not very worthwhile, um, mostly because of language and culture not being built into the psychometric tests, for example. So the the validity of those tests is is questionable. Um, many companies have internal technical testing, which is probably more skills focused, very, very narrow uh, kind of testing, and that's more valuable. Um, of course, you can never you can never uh, undervalue the power of interviews. And I think once in the hiring process, start to interview, then they get a much better idea of who they're dealing with and who they're likely to be hiring and not hiring. Um, so the hiring process here through the recruitment stages is pretty similar to what they will have gone through before, but the CVs and the, uh, the culture language issues make things a little bit more complicated. But once you get, get into the rhythm of doing it, um, I think most, most inbound managers uh, have no problems with it at all. Kevin, you mentioned there about the different kind of salary banding for junior managers into senior management. I believe that Cambodia has seen quite a shift in who is filling those middle to senior management positions. Yes, there's definitely been uh, more localization. In fact, a lot of international companies will say to us, please only send us Cambodian candidates. We have a policy of only hiring a foreigner when we have made very, very sure there are no Cambodians that we could hire for this position. So most companies actually ask us for Cambodian talent. They're only willing to look at foreigners for some very narrow roles, which they know can't be filled by a Cambodian. Um, over the years, this has increased. And the, the talent pool of Cambodian managerial talent has grown significantly in 15 years. So you actually really don't need foreign management in for many, many roles because Cambodians have grown into those, those are the skills for those roles. Um, lots of sectors, for example, beer was, beer management, beer sales management was carried out by foreigners uh, for many, many years. That seems to have changed considerably because there's Cambodians now doing the management of those companies. Um, yeah, you might find one or two foreigners in key roles, um, but the, the Cambodians ultimately are growing the skills to take over all of the roles. So that's something I've seen in, uh, in my 15 years here. Which is a hugely positive development for the country. Yeah, there's just more better jobs for Cambodians. Yeah. Yeah, at senior level. And it means that uh, 
It means that young Cambodians have career paths that actually make a lot more sense because they can see their way to going all the way to the top of a company. So overall, Kevin, what advice do you have for people listening to our podcast if they're considering opening a company or an office, satellite or a branch office in Cambodia, specifically when it comes to recruiting staff? Okay. um, Well, one of the great things about Cambodia is that it is a completely open and free market. Um, And the market for labor is open and free as well. Um, As I already said, first-rate companies, only first-rate companies can attract first-rate candidates. So as an inbound, as a startup, your job is to quickly and clearly establish your reputation as a good employer because you you want to have that reputation because you really want to hire the first-rate talent. Um, yeah, you've got uh, a lot of knowledge about your product, your service, um, experience in other markets. Um, you bring all that to the candidates and when you're hiring, you probably talking to a candidate who prizes job security more than you think. Um, so bear in mind that Cambodians are probably more risk averse than you yourself. Um, probably more risk averse than you understand. So bear that in mind when you're meeting candidates. Their risk is what's on their mind. Um, You're thinking about the opportunity you're giving them. They're thinking about the risks that come along with that much more clearly. Um, And remember that a candidate is taking a risk moving to a startup. Uh, You might have to reflect that in... uh, offering slightly above market rate salaries, uh, particularly if you're in a hot area of the market, you know, like a technical or IT uh, sector. Um, Or if you want to hire a sales rock star, you're definitely going to have to compete with uh, whoever's already employing him to do that job. Um, Or her. There's a lot of female sales rock stars in Cambodia. Um, Basically, you've got to hold in mind the question I started off this talk with. The candidates you meet want to know if this job you are offering is going to be a secure job in a successful company. And reassuring them of that is is your job as the manager of an inbound startup. Kevin, thank you very much for the discussion today. I guess the key takeouts for me are reputation building when it comes to inbound investment, the understanding that the Cambodian market is possibly more risk adverse, than you're used to, to really bear that in mind in the recruitment screening process, and also have a more flexible view in your recruitment and screening process. Some of your standardized testing, psychometric tests and so on, might not be that appropriate for you drawing out the best in the talent that you're looking at. So flexibility in looking at the way that that recruitment screening is done. Obviously, we would suggest working with Um, top recruitment um, are one of the other agencies here who understand those cultural differences and understand how to get the best out of the talent that you're interviewing and screening for the roles. So that would be my main takeout. I think Kevin also emphasised the opportunities here, a growing middle and senior management uh, within the Cambodian job sector 
Kevin emphasised the opportunities here in the Cambodian market with a growing number of candidates being able to fill those junior middle management positions and onto senior management positions. And also the appetite for education, which continues regularly through someone's early career. It might not be that formalised university education is finished prior to employment. It's normally done alongside for a number of reasons, economic reasons being possibly the biggest one there. Um, if anybody does want to get in touch, they're looking at Cambodia as a potential startup destination, please get in touch with myself, Jane Wilding, at Britcham Cambodia, and I can certainly put you in touch with Kevin specifically or any of the other business support services that you're looking at as you look to grow in Cambodia. So that just leaves me to thank Kevin. Thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to join us. Thank you for asking me, Jane. You're always welcome. We have been speaking to Kevin Britton, the Managing Director of Top Recruitment Cambodia, on the DIT and Britcham Cambodia's podcast series, Doing Business in Cambodia. Please join us for the next Doing Business in Cambodia podcast, which will be available soon. For more information on Doing Business in Cambodia, please contact the British Chamber of Commerce Cambodia or the British Embassy Phnom Penh.